Welcome to What To Do When, the podcast that you can turn to whenever you want to get unstuck. I'm Kathleen, I'm your host, and I'll be your trusted guide, your coach, and your friend through all of life's trickiest moments. Each episode, myself and guest experts will be tackling the real, raw, and relatable challenges that life tends to throw your way. Together, we're going to be navigating actually how to do the inner work, equipping you with the tools to empower yourself and to create the life that you've always envisioned. So if you've been feeling stuck with something in your life, submit your question via the link in the show notes and we could be diving into your question in the next episode. Let's dive in. Hello, my friends. I want to officially welcome you to the first episode of What To Do When, the podcast. Now, I'm so, so, so excited and also a little bit nervous as well to go to go through with this full rebrand. So if you're brand new here, this podcast is my second podcast. It used to be called The Boundless Self. You can scroll back through and listen to all the previous episodes because they are amazing. And I think I learned so much from starting that first podcast as to what I really felt like I wanted to do and where I wanted to take my podcast in the future. And this is why What To Do When The Podcast Has Been Born. The What To Do When podcast is all about answering those fucking big hairy questions that we have about life and about ourselves and about the challenges, the emotions, the situations that we encounter in our lives. It really is a podcast where you can submit your questions and I've got a bunch of my own that I've been saving up where we're really going to dig and dive into what are the answers? What are the answers to these questions? And what's really important and what I really want to deliver that was super clear as I was switching from the Boundless Self podcast to this podcast was I wanted to give you not only expert advice from myself and from our amazing guest experts that we'll be having on, but I also wanted to give you and break down the practical tools and strategies that you can start implementing right away to start creating the life that you really want. I'm a coach and this is what I do. I help people to understand themselves more, understand their triggers, their pain, their childhood, why they show up the way they do, and then to be able to work with the parts of themselves that feel the most afraid or the most angry in order to be able to actually take the steps to creating the life that you really want. A self-development or a healing journey can often be a particularly lonely one. And that's why this podcast is so important to me because a big part of my why when I started coaching was I wanted to help people feel less alone, especially in those moments of struggle or confusion. And these are really where these questions are kind of stemming from that we're going to be answering in in the podcast. So I don't want to talk anymore about what this podcast is. I want to show you. So welcome to the first episode. And again, I just want to thank you for being here. It means the world to me to be able to have fun and play and experiment and to create a podcast with such massive value and impact that I'm here taking and doing step by step every single day. And if you've been here since the beginning, my OG fans and just friends, I just, I thank you. I see you. The best way that you can support this show is to make sure that you give it a five-star rating. You can leave comments, you can rate, review, and subscribe. Hit that little bell icon so you sign up to automatic downloads and share. Share the podcast with your friends, with your family, with anyone that you think is going to be or get some real value from it. And like I said, my promise with this podcast is to give you and walk you through the inner work. The inner work is the stuff that we do when we're healing and when we're growing and it's about learning to navigate your inner world aka what's going on inside of me that's contributing to the 
the thoughts, the situations and the challenges that keep showing up in my life that maybe you want to change. I'm going to be walking you through that step by step in every episode and very specific questions. So let's dive in. And this has been an episode that I've wanted to do since the dawn of time. And I think it's so important because it's usually what sparks a self-development journey or a healing journey for so many people. And it's also the question that when you are feeling your lowest, or sometimes even when you're feeling your highest, you'll have this moment in the shower or in the car or looking in the mirror, or even when you're just people watching. And you'll ask this question, and it's who the fuck am I? So today's episode is all about what to do when you don't know who the fuck you are, aka this is also known as an identity crisis. And I think it is very, very healthy to have an identity crisis once every one to two years, maybe every six months. I think it's a part of life that we go through. And I also think that when we're going through different chapters in our life, this question also really dives into the quarter life crisis, the midlife crisis, which are all based in identity and who am I, that big question. So if you ever asked yourself this question, or if you've ever had that moment where you've gone, who the fuck actually am I? Like, who am I? What is my purpose? What am I doing here? If you've asked yourself this question and you've been too fucking shit scared to answer it because honestly this happened to me too many times. I've gone and said to myself, Kathleen, do not go down this rabbit hole because that's gonna it's gonna freak you out. You're gonna go on a way too too long of a journey, you know. It is a really big scary question. This is what we're here to answer today and what we're here to break down. You're gonna be walking away within this half an hour episode with some tools and some strategies to actually start diving into the inner work and going through it at a deeper level. We're also going to dive into what goes into this. So what triggers this question? Now, I genuinely think that it is incredibly easy to lose yourself in this world. It is incredibly easy to lose your sense of self, your visions, your purpose, and the things that are important to you, aka your authenticity. And to be honest, I have felt very lost majority of this year. I've been going through and taking myself on some really scary personal journeys that have taken me literally all over the globe. And it's been really scary. It's been really scary and really uncomfortable to realize that my identity has been tied up in what I look like and what I do for a living in my Instagram and my social media in this podcast rather than just me and my authenticity. And I think it's very common, like I said, to lose yourself from time to time. And I really don't want you to beat yourself up about it. If you're sitting there and asking yourself this question, and maybe you've been avoiding it for like forever, like I have done plenty of times, I just want to remind yourself that it's really actually kind of amazing that you're here on this planet asking yourself the deepest, scariest question, who am I? What is my purpose in this world? Okay. And what I want to talk about here is, first of all, the things that trigger an identity crisis, a quarter-life crisis, a midlife crisis, the things that trigger you asking yourself this question is change. And where this question really comes from, it comes from our ego. Our ego is this beautiful, protective part of us that likes to know and likes to label and put people in boxes. It likes to know, you know... Say, for example, the attraction scale that sometimes you place automatically, right? That comes from your ego. 
how good looking you think you are, who you think you are, where you think you fit in the world, whether you think you're punching or whether you're not, that all comes from the ego. It comes from this part of you that needs to categorize and place people, things, situations, and this also applies to yourself. In order to create a sense of safety and security when it comes to the world of the unknown that we live in, we have our beautiful ego. And what it does is it helps us to try and make sense of the unknown, of the senseless, of the stuff in this world that just doesn't make sense from time to time. And it does this by giving us an identity. It does this by saying, I'm Kathleen, I'm a highly independent woman, I'm alone with daddy issues, I'm a coach, I'm a friend, I'm compassionate. It does this by giving labels to who you are and putting you in this little box so that it can give you a sense of certainty. That certainty and that idea of I know who I am, I know what my purpose is, that provides such a massive sense of safety to yourself, right? In the world where the world is a scary place, we literally don't know so many things and we just hear these little alien ant beings, whatever you want to call yourself, floating around on this planet, living these lives with so many questions. And so our ego does this. It figures things out as best as it can with the information that it has. It categorizes, it it puts labels on things, and it helps us. It helps us to make sense of the world. But sometimes the challenge that comes here is, you might have heard me say it multiple times, it puts both yourself And other people and things and situations are inside of a box or inside of a category. And that category or the box that it's put in or that you're put in, that's based on all of your subconscious programming. That's based on all of the information that you picked up on, that you absorbed, that you learned, likely from the ages of zero to seven, some some research shows up to 14, about how the world works, what's good and what's bad, who you should be, what success means, what failure means, what's pretty versus what's not pretty, all that stuff, your ego has learnt between those ages. And that's what you are subconsciously categorizing life by, right? Like you look at the easiest thing to to find and connect to this part of you is by looking at people. And we all have biases. You might have heard this word before. They all come from our subconscious, from the messages that we're subconsciously programmed with by both our society, the wider society that we live in, by the media. But a lot of it is by those ages of zero to seven, how we grew up and what we were seeing and experiencing and how we were being treated in those moments. The easiest way to get in touch with your ego and with this part of you that categorizes things is to just look at the world around you. It's to look at people, it's to look at things. And you'll likely see yourself making automatic judgments about people. You'll find yourself putting people inside of a box. For me, I find myself doing this constantly when it comes to attraction or my perception of what beauty is at a subconscious level. So I'll find myself going, oh, that person is so beautiful. Or, oh, that person's not so beautiful. Or um, this person looks really fashionable. Or this person, mm, they don't dress very well. But that's all based on my subconscious programming. It's all based on my ego categorizing things right it looks at you know say for example you're going to look at houses or at flats or something like that and you walk in and you look at the decor and you make a snap judgment subconsciously you make these decisions um, about 
how good that house is, how bad it is, depending on a bunch of things that are inside it. So this is our ego and our ego does this to ourselves as well. It puts us in a box. It likes to label us and it likes to do this because it's really scary when you don't know who you are. It's really scary when you don't know your purpose. This idea of knowing who you are, which we're going to dive into later, but I really don't think that we can ever know who the fuck we really are. But this idea of knowing who you are and having a purpose and all that sort of stuff, it again just provides safety. It provides safety and it creates the sense of safety in your body and it makes you feel like you know what you're doing, right? So it's actually really smart that we have this part of us that does this. But sometimes what can happen is, like I said, your ego can put you in a box. It can limit you. It can stop you from being able to do what you want to do. It can stop you from believing in yourself. Great example here is in my late teens and early 20s, I fell in love with exercise. And I realized I had a real love of not only the gym, but just movement in general. And I had this, you know, thought, oh my God, I wish I could be a personal trainer. But my ego, my little brain, had categorized me as a person that was not athletic, that didn't have the body of a personal trainer, didn't look like one, didn't act like one, therefore I could not be one. And so until I was in my mid-20s, even though I had this desire from when I was probably like 14, 15, even even. 12, 13, 14, I was, I loved sports, but because I didn't feel like I looked like what I saw in the very sporty-esque people that were around me, my brain had just decided that there was no fucking way that I was allowed to be one of these people. There's no way that I could pursue that as a career path, and so I didn't until much later in life. And that was because of doing this work with my ego and realizing I'd put myself in this box, and this is a box that doesn't actually exist, and it's based off information that is not true. That's why asking yourself this question of who the fuck actually am I is actually really important. It's like an ego check. It actually forces and allows you to question, what box have I put myself in? And that's what we're going to walk you through today. There are huge benefits to asking yourself this question. So if you're in that moment of fear and you're like, I don't know who the fuck I am and you're having this quarter life, midlife crisis going, oh my God, oh my God, I want you to fucking celebrate. I want you to get excited because... This is the start. This is the start or the middle or another peak of an amazing part of your journey where you get to discover more of yourself. And it's where you're starting to let down your walls. It's where you're starting to actually question and break down all of the boxes that you've put yourself in, that you've put the world in, that you've put other people in, that you've put your situations in. And you can actually start to question those things. And this is when you get to be able to grow and to be able to heal and to be able to change your story. So the things that trigger change. Sorry, the things that trigger you having an identity crisis is change, right? When you start to change, and this is both internal change, i.e. changing how you think about yourself, changing how you feel about yourself, and external changes, whether that's what you look like, whether that's what you do, whether that's how much you weigh, the clothes you're wearing, how many friends you have, which job you're attending every day, your schedule, whether you have a broken ankle or not, right? Things that trigger an identity crisis and going, who the fuck actually am I, is change. Change is this part of you, the ego that, you know, wants to put, the, put labels on you and put you in a box. This part of you fears change because change feels like the unknown and the unknown is really not safe because 
the safest way, and your ego is always concerned with safety and with survival. The best way to survive is to know what the fuck is going on, to know your role, to know and be able to stay in your lane and to do the predictable thing. Your ego wants you to stay the same. Your ego wants you to walk the same path that your parents, your caregivers, your family or the people around you are walking. That's why there's that quote somewhere that says, you know, you are the sum of the seven people you hang out with the most or something like that. Probably really fucking that up, but you get the point. And the reason for that is because, again, it's predictable. If you're like everyone else, if you follow that same path, it's predictable. Your ego can predict that you're going to survive. You're going to be okay. You're not going to die. Your ego and this part of you that wants you to put labels on yourself and to stay in that box and to create those boxes and those categories for you, it wants you to stay the same because that's the safest way it knows how to keep you alive, right? It's the safest path for you to walk. And so when you start to change, and this is so common to see in relationships, if you've been in a long-term relationship and you've noticed yourself changing and that other person isn't, right? This is really jarring to the relationship because the other person's ego gets triggered massively going, who the fuck are you? I don't know who you are anymore. I don't know our dynamic. I don't know if we work together anymore, right? And it does the same for you. You go, mm, like, I'm changing, I'm growing, I'm, even if it's a good change, right? It can still trigger the ego in the partner and in yourself. Change triggers this identity crisis. And I really want you to listen to the fact that I've said it's both outer and inner change. So even if you go and work somewhere new, right? Let's say you are an accountant and you've been an accountant since you graduated university and you've moved from one firm to the other. When you go and get this new job, you start questioning yourself. You start having all this doubt. You start going, oh my God, do I even know what I'm doing? You start getting imposter syndrome. And this is because there's been external change. You're in a new environment. There's new people there. Your ego is triggered as fuck and it's trying to figure out how you need to it's, it's actually trying to get you to go back to the, to the person that you were and to the place that you were in. And the easiest way to do that is to get you to doubt yourself and to say that you don't belong there. Because your ego gets triggered from change. It also gets triggered from internal change. So let's say that you started seeing a therapist. Let's say that you started doing counseling or working with a coach or even reading a damn new book and you started changing how you think about yourself. Let's say that you started thinking more positively instead of negatively. Let's say you start reading more, writing more, you journal, you meditate, whatever the fuck it is. When you make internal changes about how your brain works and what's going on for you, that can also trigger an identity crisis because the ego doesn't know who you are anymore. It can't put you in that box again. The other thing that really triggers an identity, an identity crisis, I'm going to fudge that up and say it so many times, is comparison. And I think that's one of the hardest places to be is when you don't know who you are, you fall into this trap of comparing yourself to others even more. And that moment of self-doubt and that moment where you feel the most lost, I guarantee you the thought will come up where you look to other people, where you compare yourself to them. And again, I want you to see that this is your beautiful protective ego trying to save your damn life because it thinks that change is really bad, but actually change can be good sometimes. It just doesn't know it yet, right? It's saying to you, I don't know what's going on and I'm scared. 
And so you have that thought where you compare yourself to others. And the reason that it does that is because it's asking the question, do I fit in here? Am I like everybody else? Being like everybody else is a great way, a great survival strategy. When we fit in, when we belong, which is one of our core human needs that we unconsciously strive to meet all the time, when we do that, our chances of survival increase because we don't stand out. We're just like everyone else. We're accepted. If something happens to us, we'll have people to support us. And so that's why comparison can continue to come up. The other thing that comes up when we don't know who the fuck we are and we have that moment is you often feel like, and you'll probably fall into a bit of a, a time period here where you lose your sense of authenticity. You start falling into the trap of comparing yourself to others and you start just basically trying to be like everyone else. You feel like you've lost a connection to who you really are, to your dreams, to your visions, to your passions, to your values. And so you can start trying to be like other people. You can start, if you're a content creator like me, and I really, I've really, i really noticed that in myself this year, I started trying to create content like everybody else. I started trying to follow all these trends and all these things that I had no interest in doing and weren't really speaking to me. But again, it was what everyone else was doing. And now this is the problem. And what I want you to really realize, and this is the point that I got to this year, and it was so, it was so hard and confronting, but it was probably the biggest piece of understanding I've had about myself in a really long time. And I know that it's going to land for you. And if you're in that moment where you're really questioning who you are and you feel lost and disconnected from your true self, from your authentic self, I want you to think about what you're tying your self-worth into, about where you're measuring your success. Because who you are cannot and will not be completely tied up in what you've achieved or your productivity. Who you are cannot be tied up in what you've achieved or what you do, your business, your romantic relationship status, how productive you are, how many likes you have. It just can't be tied up in anything external to you. And yet we walk through life kind of believing that we are who, who, that we are the person that we say we are by the things that we do. You know, the accountant says, I'm an accountant. The coach says, I'm a coach. And this was the really painful point that I got to this year, was realizing how much that I personally had tied my self-worth up in my business, how much I had tied my identity into being a coach and being a business owner. And it was a horribly painful place to get to because I had to realize that, and it, of course, everything I know as a coach and everything I know about self-worth, I had to remind myself that, Kathleen, babe, your self-worth and your identity and who you are can never, ever, ever be defined by what you do. Your identity can never be defined by what you do. We live in a world that normalizes that. And I think it's time that you start, when you ask yourself this question of who am I, it's time to start detaching what you do, your productivity, the things that you create or achieve in the world. It's time to start distancing yourself from that and to start discovering who you actually are internally, what your internal world is like, what you were born into this world to just damn be. Answering this question of who the fuck actually am I I really don't think that we will ever truly be able to achieve it in our lifetime. I think that it's a question that will continually come up as you change. 
Now, what helps here is when we can start noticing our ego, when you can start noticing the part of you that's questioning, who the fuck am I? And you can start to pinpoint and ask yourself this question, okay, what have I changed? If I don't know who I am right now, what's changed? What's sparking this for me? What internal changes have I made or what external changes have I made? Am I not doing the things that I would normally do? Has my routine changed? Has my diet changed? Has how I speak to myself changed? Has my values changed? Has my relationship status changed? Whatever that is. But I really don't think we're ever going to be able to answer this question. And that's not really the point. The point is that this question is a huge and beautiful invitation for you to be able to get to know yourself at a deeper level. For you to be able to figure out who you are as you change, as you grow. There'll be parts of you that stay authentic most of your life and there will be parts of you that change that evolve that grow that leave just like the friendships and the relationships in our life we change we grow we're human beings that's a fact and I think this question gets triggered and made a lot worse when this brings me to my next question that you can write down to journal about later is when we resist change when we resist the changes that need to be happening in our worlds whether that is you resisting that, like for a great example for me recently, I just haven't wanted to go to the gym as much. I've been really excited to do other forms of movement, but again, my identity had been tied up in somebody who used to be a personal trainer, who loved the gym, and then I just found myself not wanting to do it anymore. And it was really challenging because it challenged my ego and the box that I'd put myself in. And who I think I am. So what changes within yourself are you resisting? What error are you refusing to enter? And I think this is the biggest part of this question of who the fuck actually am I and an identity crisis is you are resisting some sort of internal or external changes in your life. And it's damn scary to change. I know it is. And this is why learning how to work with your ego rather than and being annoyed that it exists because a lot of people talk, talk about ego deaths and making sure that you know we're not too tied up in our egos but the reality is we need our ego we need a little like sense of buffness and a little pump up in ourselves and we also need that categorization to survive we just do this is the world we live in having an ego is part of it it doesn't make you a bad person but for you to be aware of what your ego is doing and for you to be aware of where your ego wants you to go versus where your heart and your soul and your intuition wants you to go, that's so important. This question can invite you to get to know yourself, your true self, your capital S self so much more that will connect you more to your intuition and it will help you to resist change less. Now, learning to work with your ego is the most powerful work that you can do. Your ego is what we are, what we call a protective part of you. So there's multiple parts of you that exist, and I like to put them into two categories. And a part of you is like, um, you think about it as another personality that you have. If you've ever felt, you know, when you're making a decision and you've gone, oh, one part of me wants to do this, but another part of me wants to do that. Those are two parts of you, right? And they're very different. We have these little sub-personalities, these little parts of us that are created at different points in time based on our unmet needs, based on our traumas, based on our challenges, based on what's happening in our lives. And we live with them. We live with them for the rest of our lives. 
and learning how to work with those parts and then being able to come back to you and your self energy, your true self, your capital S self, your authenticity, that's so important. And that is the work that I'm in as a coach is supporting people to do this. Okay. So what I want to talk to you about today is learning how to work with your ego. Your ego is a protective part of you. Okay, so we have two categories of parts, which is the protective part, and we also have our vulnerable parts. So I want you to think about it like we have big bear and little bear. The big bear is the protective bear that stands in front of a little vulnerable bear, and it's trying to protect the little vulnerable parts of you. Vulnerable parts are the parts of you that are in pain, that have had real trauma in their lives, that have had unmet needs that felt alone or abandoned or not good enough or experienced real pain or shame in their lives. And so what the protective part does is it tries to stop the vulnerable part from getting triggered. So when you experience a trigger, it's usually your protectors that get triggered first. And this is our ego, right? It's it's that huge question of, oh my God, I don't know who the hell I am. I need to figure it out. I need to find out my purpose. I need to understand myself at a deeper level, blah, blah, blah. And we go into this kind of panicked fit of rage. And really what's happening here is your ego is trying to protect the vulnerable parts of you. And those might be the parts of you that felt abandoned, felt unloved, felt not good enough. And it doesn't want you to go down to that second layer. Your ego doesn't want you to trigger those parts of you to start feeling not good enough or to start remembering the abandonment that you went through as a child, whatever that might look like. Your ego, the protective part of you, it wants to protect you. It wants you to stay the same. It wants you to go through and just continue living the life that you're living because you have a greater chance of survival. So learning to work with your protective parts is really key to you being able to get back to your self-energy. I always describe parts work as in, if you imagine like a clown car, and imagine that there's multiple you know, p- people in this little tiny clown car, and the person that's driving the car, they are the part of you that has the ability to change the direction of your life. They're the part of you that's steering, that's making choices, having thoughts and making decisions. All the other parts of you, if they're in the passenger seat, the back seat, or if they're locked up in the trunk, like sometimes our parts are, they have no say in where you're going in life and what you're doing. So it's really important when you feel like you've lost yourself, what's really happening here at an inner world level as you've lost or somebody, some other part of you is driving the car. And this part of you is probably a young part of you that had an experience at seven years old where they got bullied in school for the way that they ran. They were told, oh, you run like a duck and you're such a loser, right? And so that seven-year-old you, if they get triggered, they're driving the car in your life. So all they're trying to do is drive as drive a, an adult life as best as a seven-year-old can. And you'll like, you'd likely see and feel yourself experiencing really young actions and triggers. You might find yourself being really impulsive. You might find yourself being really teary and upset. You might find yourself acting like a child, right? And that's because another younger part of you has taken over. You might find yourself overwhelmed and panicked and doubting yourself and sabotaging yourself. And that's because a different part of you has taken over. Your self-energy, which is, so we call it your capital S self, aka your most authentic self, your highest self, your truest self, or your adult self, they are an adult. They are the adult that you are today. They are the part of you that is able to not see the world in black and white. They're able to see 
all the shades of grey in between. And they're able to realise that life isn't win or lose. It's not and or or, which is what some of the younger parts of you, especially your ego, will think very much in that win-lose type of thinking. There's never any other perspective. Your adult self, your capital S self, you are able to see multiple perspectives. You're able to reassure yourself, to calm yourself down, to support yourself through challenges. So learning to work with this ego is really important. And I want you to learn to see your ego as the part of you that's trying to protect you and help you to survive. And the greatest way to get in touch with your ego right now, an exercise that you can do, is to think about the labels that you put on yourself, the labels you put on for your life, the caps that you like the, the capacity that you believe that you have um, and the categories that you placed yourself into. And you can do this with all the areas of your life. So you can do it with your career, right? How successful do you believe that you can be? Do you believe that you can change? Who are you in your career? You can do it with the way you look. You can do it with how far you can run. You can do it with your relationships, with your friendships. You can see the boxes that you've put yourself in so that is a great question to ask yourself what boxes have I put in myself in what limits do I believe I have and what capabilities do I believe that I don't have where do I see myself not being able to step into can I see myself becoming a um for the only thing that's popped into my head is a firewoman or a fireman or a fire person can you see yourself becoming that and you can sometimes see, like I can see in myself in this exercise, find out my, my ego is going, no fucking way. You are nowhere near tough enough or fit enough for that. That is my ego straight up rejecting change. It's straight up rejecting the idea that I could be someone other than who I am right now. Change is a byproduct of life. Change is the necessary thing, the constant thing. If you want to grow, if you want to heal, if you want to have this amazing life that you want, Change is a byproduct of that. And so your ego is going to get triggered from time to time. It's up to you to start doing some work with that. When you're experiencing those moments of fear and those moments of doubt, that's when it's so important to connect into your self-energy. There are amazing practices that you can do. I'm going to share a short five-minute practice about connecting to your self-energy inside of the show notes, as well as another two other exercises that we're going to dive into here to help you through this challenge. So when you connect to your self-energy, you're able to distance yourself from your ego. You're able to observe it. You're able to see who it is and what its motivations are and what it's really about, right? And my ego, it just wants to keep everything the same. It wants me to stay single Kathleen where my business is capped at a certain level, where I have these part-time jobs, where my podcast gets X amount of recordings each month, where I have X many falls on Instagram, where I have X amount of friends, where I feel a certain way in my life. My ego just wants me to stay in those categories and those labels and those limits that I've placed on myself. And as soon as I think about changing that, so for example, as soon as I thought about rebranding the podcast and making it bigger and bolder and more specific and less specific, my ego was like, who the hell do you think you are? Who is going to listen to you? And that is why I had to do that ego work in order to be able to do this rebrand. And it's why any changes that you make in your life, anything that you want to do, anything that you want to achieve that you haven't done before, you're going to encounter your ego. You're going to encounter this part of you that's scared of change. 
and you're going to have to learn how to support this part of you. You do that by connecting into your self-energy and then by talking to the ego. Your ego is young. Your ego is not, I'm 27 years old today. My ego is not 27 years old. My ego is like sometimes three, sometimes five, sometimes 10 years old, sometimes 15 years old. Sometimes you hear people refer to parts of them as, as in a child or in a teenager. This is gives you a bit of an inkling to the fact that there's different parts of you that have thoughts and feelings in your brain, but they aren't actually the age that you are today. That's why sometimes I can get caught up in this really win or lose thinking, right? I'll go, I'll go, oh, well, I either, you know, did really well or I sucked, you know, there's no in between. Whereas my adult self, my capital S self, my authentic self is able to see all of the shades of gray in between, it's able to see, okay, well, that was, you know, it was really challenging, but here's what you learned and here's what you did well. And I'm really proud of you for this. And you see the real big difference. And so learning to work with your ego is about learning to connect to that self energy. So I really want you to go and do that practice and strengthen the connection that you have to your truest and most authentic self. And it really is it's a feeling and it's for me connecting to myself energy it's like a feeling and it's like a sigh of relief it's like oh thank god all those little things that I was freaking out about all those things you know how many views did my reels get um how many friends do I have that I can invite to my 21st that was a really big deal when I was 21 um all those things don't matter anymore and what really matters are my values what matters is my life my happiness the people in my life everything starts to change so I want you to do that practice. So a short five-minute guided practice will be in the show notes. Go ahead and do that to start strengthening the connection to your self-energy and see what happens. And when you have that moment where you go, who the fuck actually am I? You can start connecting into your self-energy and you can see and feel that you were here all fucking along. And I think that's why our ego wants us to put a label on who we are. When we ask ourselves that question of who actually am I, the ego wants to be able to have a finite answer. It wants us to be able to say, this is who I am. This is what I'm about. This is my purpose. But really, you're never going to be able to do that because you're always changing. You're always growing. You're always moving. That's what life is. Constant change is just a part of life. And you're going to change. And so... The capital S self, the most authentic self, the highest self, that part of you, they've made peace with that. They are okay with change. They're okay in the unknown. Your ego isn't. Your ego needs that to feel safe. So it's your job as the adult you that you are today to help the parts of you that feel unsafe in their moments where they're freaking the fuck out and going, who the hell even am I? It's your job to start supporting those parts of you. And like I said, do this by listening to this practice and connecting and refreshing and strengthening the connection you have to yourself, to who you really are at your core when you take away all the noise, just who you are. And maybe be okay, and this is something that I've had to be really okay with, is the fact that I can't put a label on my self-energy. I can't put a label, I can't often really describe in words who my authentic self actually is. I can see my authentic and my self energy in my actions and I can feel it, I can connect to it. But for me, it's a physical sensation. And that's what I want you to experience inside of that practice. Now, one of the most amazing exercises that you can do when you don't know who the hell you are, and this is the greatest thing you'll possibly do, is to flip it. It's to reverse engineer this question. So if you're in that moment right now and do this with me while we're while you're listening to this podcast, 
if you don't know who the fuck you are, figure out who the fuck you aren't. Figure out who you aren't or who you have been in the past. Understand who you're not. Understand that you're no longer, for me, I'm no longer the party girl, right? That's a label that I've let go of. For me, I'm no longer believing that my self-worth is tied up in how much I weigh. That's no longer. What are the labels that you've had to let go of? Or who are you not? I know that you're, if you're listening to this podcast, you're probably not an unkind person. That is one of the best flips to do in that moment. And this is almost like a, a survival strategy tool for you to ground yourself. And again, it helps you to connect back into that self-energy is reverse engineering that question. So if you're having that moment where like, who the fuck actually am I? Just get clear on who you aren't. And that allows you to maybe get a little bit of information and a little bit of security for your ego to kind of calm it down a little bit. And also maybe allows you to tap into that self-energy, your authentic self, who has made peace with the fact that you might never know exactly who you are, and that's okay. The next exercise that is, and the last one I'm going to leave you with today, which is probably one of the most powerful and most underrated tools that you can have in your life that will help you know who you are, and they are light posts to help you make decisions in your life and to live your life by, is your values, your personal values. Your values can be these amazing pillars and guideposts in your life to see if your life is something that you are living aligned with. You can use your values to make decisions. You can use your values to build deeper friendships. Getting clear on your values, so things like if you, like I value joy, I value freedom, I value support, I value compassion. I know that those values exist and they've helped me so much to be able to build amazing friendships. They've helped me in those moments, those really dark moments in life where I've been quite lost and confused and I felt like I've lost that connection to myself. I've been able to come back to my values list and go, okay, I can use these values in this moment that I feel lost. I can use my values to help me make some decisions to get back on my path and to get back to who I really am. Now, something that is slightly misunderstood here is that your values can change like I said change is the only constant of life and your values are included in that statement in fact your values will change in this life and you need to be prepared for that and you need to be at peace with that and it's also why doing a values exercise every couple of months every six months every year however often you want to is really important to check in with yourself to see what's changed your values are a tool that you can use when you feel like you might have lost yourself. When you're in those moments where, for me, this year it was getting really caught up and going viral on social media, right? And I found myself just going, oh my God, I need to create more viral videos. I need to stay relevant. In that moment where I felt like I'd lost myself and my connection to how I wanted to create content and how I wanted to market my business, I looked at my values, and I'm using them right now as I'm finding my connection back to myself, which we always are. I'm using my values right now to be able to make decisions, to have checkpoints with myself, to realign myself in those moments where my ego wants to take over, where it wants to start driving the car. And this is why it's so important to know your values. So I'm going to share with you a values exercise. That it's a workbook um, that you can walk yourself through in the show notes as well, because this exercise, so the two exercises I'm recommending and passing on to you today are the five-minute self-energy connection exercise, so connecting to your authentic self, the guided practice, and a values exercise. And within the values booklet, there are two different exercises because there are like 
20 million ways to find your values. And I have found the two that have worked for the most, most clients. And also I think doing two different exercises is a great way for you to kind of check yourself and to approach this finding your values from all sorts of angles as well, rather than just one way. So I really hope you enjoy both of those exercises. And what I want to say to you is that if you're in that moment where you don't know who you are, welcome to the fucking club. We're never going to know who we are. And again, even when you do, sometimes it's not even tangible. You can't put words to it. It's just a feeling or a sensation or a knowing. And I know that that's annoying and that it's really frustrating to your ego who wants me to tell you, here are the exercises you can do when you need to find yourself. Because sometimes... We're just not going to be able to do that. And we have to make peace with the fact that life is full of constant change, both internally within ourselves and who we are and what we like and what we don't like and externally and the things that we're doing and how the world works. So reminding you today, your identity and who you are is never, ever, ever tied up in what you do or what you've achieved. And that this question is such an invitation for you to get to know yourself at a deeper level and to strengthen that connection that you have with your self-energy and with your authentic self. I really hope you've enjoyed today's solo episode. Next week, I'm bringing you a really cool episode with the first guest of this era, of this new podcast. It's going to be amazing. I would love, love, love for you to subscribe to the show by hitting that bell icon, sharing to your stories when you're listening and what you're learning, and make sure to grab both of those exercises so that you can do them. You can start them straight away, and it's your guide to starting the inner work. I will be back next week. We release our shows every Monday morning, bright and early, so that you can start your week off in a grounded way, getting to know yourself more. And yeah, with a friend, with a friend that I want you to realize we all have these fucking moments. This is what this podcast is about. We all have these moments. We all have these questions about ourselves and about life. Nobody is perfect. Nobody has their shit together. And I wish that the ego would stop telling us sometimes that that we're meant to have our shit together, that we're meant to know who we are all the time, that we're meant to know our purpose and be super grounded in that. Because reality is for most of us, we're just not meant to be that way all the time. And that going through these moments in our lives are really the key to growth and to unraveling the next amazing layer to you to your real and truest self and that brings us to the end of another episode thank you so much for listening if you got value and if you love the podcast i'd really really love if you could rate review and comment on the podcast below and now for the fun part I want to hear your biggest what to do when questions. Submit your question via the link in the show notes and we could be answering your question on the next episode of this podcast. I want this podcast and the coaching and the support that goes along with it to be in the back pocket of anyone and everyone who's on their own journey of self-discovery, of growth and of healing. It can be a lonely journey and I know that support and friendship goes a long way. It would mean the world to me if you shared this episode to your social media pages or send it to your group chat or a friend or family member in mind. And as always, I'm here to support you in so many ways, this podcast being just one of them. If you're looking for additional support in creating the life that you've always envisioned, working through your issues that you've likely been avoiding for years, this is exactly what I do. My one-to-one -one coaching program focuses on building belief in yourself. Application and information about my online workshops and one-to-one -one coaching are all in the show notes. And I'll be here when you're ready to dive into the work. Thank you so much for listening and supporting the show. 
I want you to remember that you're doing enough, you're being enough, and that you deserve good things in this life. I'll see you next Monday morning for the next episode of the What To Do When podcast.